Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got a lot to discuss today. We're going to talk college football. There wasn't a whole lot of news that actually happened today, was there, Chris? No. That's, I, was, I was looking through any kind of trending topics or just on websites, and there's nothing. Like, it, it's unreal. So, but luckily, today we've got Cecil Hurt from the Tuscaloosa News, from Tide Sports and whatnot. Uh, he will be in with us. But before we get him in, go and check out the website. WinningCuresEverything.com is the site. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We are on whatever your favorite podcast app is. Make sure you are subscribed. And if you like the show, do us a favor and make sure that you share it out. We would definitely appreciate that. The show is always brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six wonderful sports books. Like we say every day, they're not currently open. Obviously, we have a global pandemic going on, so you can understand why they would be shut down at the moment. But if you go over to tunicatravel.com, they will give you more information on when they will be reopening, uh, any kind of specials that they've got happening, etc., it's going to be a good time whenever they do open back up because I'm sure that we will be down there. Um, we're we're going to have a good time when they reopen, and you can find more info over at tunicatravel.com. Chris, uh, how has your day been? Uh, good. Real good. Good so far. Everything's working well. No issues, no problems, man. It's been a, it's been a crazy, crazy kind of day, but all of them have been uh, over the past, you know, however many, it feels like weeks. It's really not been that long. Uh, we're going to go ahead and call Cecil and get him in here. Let's see. I think we I think we got him. We'll wait a second. So he told me he was good, and we'll uh, we'll try it out. Hello. Cecil Hurt, how are you, brother? Great. How are you? We are wonderful. All right, this is good. Cecil Hurt. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Cecil Hurt. Uh, he's TideSports.com. Uh, I guess you'd be the lead writer. Is that right? Um, 
I guess I'm the oldest one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly the senior writer. Let's put it that way. How about that? Senior writer. I, I like that much better. Much better. Um, is audio good for you? Everything sound okay? Yeah, sounds great. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and fire into this. You know, you wrote an article on Saturday about you know the idea of tinkering with the way that college football is done for this season, and maybe it's something that you could learn from going forward. Uh, the first thing I want to talk to you about: Florida AD Scott Strickland spoke with Mike Bianchi. I guess it was. Uh, late last week or maybe earlier this week, you know, all the days seem to kind of run together here. Sure, um, right. But he, he said if, if there's no football, the schools themselves could be in a ton of trouble. Now, Power 5 schools have seemed almost recession-proof for quite some time. If there is no season at all, what does that do not just to the athletic department but to the entire university itself? Well... I think it does hurt the university so much. Fundraising is contingent on football. Um, it's, it's so much part of, of brand imaging and, and attracting students and so forth. Um, so I, I do think that it could do that. What it would do for athletic departments, if there's no season, then there's no television contracts. And so there's no um, television money, which is Everything. certainly one of the primary drivers, along <laughs> with live attendance for um, every athletic department in every sport. You know, if there's no football, it's going to be hard to pay for every other sport out there, with the exception of men's basketball. So would that be that something would be that would, would it only be like a year thing? Or, or do you think the NCAA jumps in and, you know, maybe says, okay, uh, find a way to make this happen and we'll handle the rest? Like we'll, we'll cut off the restrictions and all that kind of mess and, and well, just there, find a way there to make- are- there are certain things the NCAA can do, but they don't control the television revenue. They, they, yeah. they have they have less control over um, over football than any other sport um, since 1985, since they lost the the legal battle to maintain control of the football package. You know, schools and in more so conferences make their own deals. The SEC is a 14 team deal uh, for various platforms obviously the primary one was cbs and they're still in that deal this year Uh, so that would be a a worst case scenario i think to not have it but it would be a financial disaster to have no television revenue and no library now so in the article you discussed the uh the possibility of changes right the Regular season, possibly moving to 10 conference games. You'd have five home, five away. Uh, an article over at CBS Sports talked, you know, Bron- uh, Bronco Mendenhall talked about an eight-game conference schedule, you know, four home, four away, you know, something along those lines. Um, you said no non-conference. You change it to an eight-team playoff for this year. Uh, how would how would that go about getting approved? Would the NCAA have anything to do with that? Would it be school presidents or ADs? Um, could the NCAA make a decision on that? I mean, how, how would this go about? Again, it's really administered by the conferences and the rights holders, which are the television networks, if they agreed on it. Uh, the NCAA certainly has some control over dates, over what are acceptable playing dates, what are, what, what are currently the permissible practice dates. Um, 
I would think that they would be flexible on that. There's there's no reason to think that there wouldn't. They don't have a financial interest in it, other than than sort of a second hand. They certainly don't want to see their members <laughs> go broke. But they don't they don't football doesn't generate revenue for the NCAA in the way that basketball does. So now there, there they was, would be. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. And no, there, so. There was talk of uh, of like insurance policies and in, in such for the NCAA. Um, how for like, the basketball term, right? For for the uh, for March Madness, uh, would there uh, be insurance policies in place, maybe for these television contracts, for you know something along those lines for these football programs? I would, I would think for the Power Five conferences, there would be at least some indemnification, but I can't imagine that they would pay the premiums. Uh, year in and year out, that it would take to 100% compensate schools for a lost season. I don't think anybody's foreseen such a thing. Uh, you know, a lost game, uh, they probably have insurance that covers that, but um, the premium would be so high to insure a entire season around college football that I, I just don't know um, because you'd be talking about potentially billions of dollars and payout. So I don't know that, I mean, say in insurance, you know, somebody will underwrite anything, but the question is whether you can afford to pay for it, pay the premiums. Yeah, no, you got that. So. Right. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this, uh, the CBS sports article, Dennis Dodd uh, put up uh-huh. back on March 19th. That, did you get a chance to read it? Um, I have not seen it. I've talked to Dennis briefly or he texted me. Um, asking a couple of questions about it, but I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Well, I'll give you a few quotes from it, and then you know mm-hmm. we, we can kind of discuss. Uh, so the article was up March 19th, if you want to go check it out. It was regarding the start mm-hmm. of college football, and there were interesting quotes in here. It was, you know, retired Michigan State strength coach Ken Manny said that kids need seven to eight weeks of strength and conditioning before you even get to fall camp. Uh, North Carolina head coach Mac Brown said uh, that the kids aren't, you know, the kids that aren't great workout kids anyway are going to suffer the at-risk academic kids are going to suffer. Uh, summer becomes even more important with your conditioning. At what point do we think that they need to start workouts uh, just to be able to get these kids prepared? Because I, I wouldn't imagine, even with all the money at stake, that the schools are going to play games without properly preparing these kids with all the injuries that could occur and whatnot. Uh, I mean, what, what even would we be looking at if they didn't get started until August? You'd be looking at starting in October, which is what I wrote about. You'd be looking at this, a later start date. Um, if it wasn't until August 1st, um, you'd, they'd condense that conditioning down from seven to eight weeks, but, but you certainly need three or four to get yeah. guys in condition. Um, then you'd need your general prep time. So I would think if you started um, – if you could start by July the 15th, and I think September 15th might be a, a feasible target date to play. And, and again, you know, all I've encouraged is that, they, that, that if it's going to start September 15th, how, how is that going to manifest itself? Um, and a 10-game schedule or an 11 with nine conference games or 10 conference games, however you wanted to configure it, wouldn't be exactly the same, but we're talking about one year, and we're certainly talking about ten games being better than zero games. 
Oh yeah. So, um, <laughs> so any football is better than I no think football. that those. I think that those contingencies need to be dis- discussed now, or starting to discuss now, and they're going to need to take a little bit different shape. I think right now, September second start date, which is essentially the the target start date, uh, it would take everything going right. Um, starting next week on March 30th, you know, students aren't even going to be back on campus here until May, you know, and that's true most places. But students aren't coming back to Tuscaloosa now. The semester's over, so they won't be back until May. Now, do you bring the football players in? If you bring them in early, do you have the capability to test them all? If one tests positive, do you have to quarantine the entire team? All those things are in play. So, I think that they, they really have to be looking at, yes, you know, right now, sitting here, you know, March the, the 25th, we just don't know enough. And you can be super optimistic and say it's going to play, it's going to play starting, you know, Alabama will play Southern Cal that first week or whatever other game is scheduled. Um, but I just don't know about that. And there's got to be a backup plan. There's got to be a contingency plan because they, they may say, who knows where we'll be, first of all, with the virus itself. Um, there are certainly experts who say that this isn't going to start to level out until the end of April. Um, so huge debate. If you want to engage in any of those debates, go on Twitter, go on Facebook, go on Instagram. Um, you can debate anybody you want to as long as you want to. I'm not an <laughs> epidemiologist, so I'm not the person to make that determination. But as somebody that uh, follows college football and you know, a thinker about college football, I, I recognize that um, 1st of September is a, is a very optimistic date right now with everything that would have to fall into play. So I think it's time to start looking at, at – Three weeks after that, that that might not make a difference either. But at least you've got that plan in place. You know, there comes a point where if you, if you can't start until six weeks, you can't start until the middle of October. I don't know what kind of schedule you really have. You know, I, I don't know whether a six-game schedule is viable. Well, that's so, it. let me let me go on and get Chris in here because he he knows a lot about the NFL stuff. It, if you sure. don't start until October, Chris, uh, how like? Can you compete at all with the NFL or? Well, I don't know why you're competing with them. The NFL is not playing on Saturdays. My question is this. If we don't start until the middle of October, let's let's say a, a, that's a, a not a that, That's a drop thing. dead date, I would think. Yeah. Not to yeah. use a terrible I would, phrase. I would think it? that if you don't start by the middle of October, you don't have a season. But my right. thought is, and, and this is a question, this might be a dumb question, but why can't we play a regular season and we end this thing at the end of February? Who does it hurt? What does it kill? I mean, well, because at that point, you've also like the NFL has to back up their stuff as well. So, like we the Super care. Bowl, but you don't. But I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this: the NFL does not care. You know what the NFL would rather have? They would rather have 12 opportunities to watch these kids play football than to have them in these specialized camps getting ready for a combine where they're teaching them all the answers to the questions. I think a lot of it has to do with with television partners. Uh, Cecil, am I right on that? Like, uh, do you not think? Well, the TV, that that would be, there would be a lot. There would be a lot that would have to be moved to do that. Yeah, television is part of it. But I don't uh, know what has ac- to be moved. The There's academic calendar is part of it. 
There's nothing on Saturdays well, but, in February and January. Well, if you where get into anybody would not want to watch college football over that. Well, agreed. But if you get into playoff weekends and whatnot, like if you are running everything on the same schedule, you know, it, if the NFL were to get started before, I guess you got a point if, there. Let's say let's say we're in the okay because I'm, I'm assuming college football can't start, NFL can't start either. So I'm guessing yeah. they both start at the same time. They're not going to fall into each other. Let's say they don't. At the end of the day, the NFL playoffs that you're going to compete with, that's the only time they're going to play on Saturdays is during the playoffs. They've got at most two games. So in you can't schedule your playoff or bowl games around those two games. And now instead of we have two NFL games to watch, we got two NFL games and maybe four bowl games. We can get all that in in a day and not miss a beat and ratings still be unbelievable. Yeah, you might be right about that. I just don't know who, because the only people you're really going to bump are the NBA and and uh, college basketball. And I'll tell you this: CBS, NBC, ABC, everybody would rather have college football and the NFL over those other two sports all day long. Hey, it's Cecil, let's let's talk about the uh, the effects on that. It, would they possibly move back college basketball if the college football season started later? They might. I would think they would really try not to. Different amount of preparation that's involved. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know I this is all hypothetical. Point, <laughs> yeah, it's all hypothetical. And at some point, you know, you, you've got to reach an end date where you, you had to just push everything back. You know, yeah. and, you know, you, you've got to say, well, if 2020 can't be normal, then maybe 2021 can be normal. And kind of pushed everything back. So um, you could do all those things. Like I say, the, the point is that to make these contingency plans now. I'm not sure. Now, the NCAA does have control over dates, over academic dates, when you can and cannot compete. Um, I'm not sure that they'd want to push back from starting mid October. Um, you know, <laughs> He'd have some frosty Big Ten play about the end of December. <laughs> oh, first of January. Wonderful. I'd love that. Yeah. You, hey, man, you talk a, about your frozen tundra. That's you'd, true. Be having to chase, you'd be having to chase the musk oxen off the field. So. <laughs> hey, man. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's part that's of it. Big Ten football. Mm-mm. That's part of it. Um, again, all these things are possibilities at this point. But, and they need to look at every possibility. And find out what's viable and what's not viable. Um, let's talk about the we're we're used to seeing freshmen come in, and mm-hmm. you know they're able to contribute immediately over the last I want to say, you know, five to ten years. Uh, how much do you expect it to hurt first year guys to not be able to get through camps? You know, like like they're used to, especially early enrollees that thought they were going to get in and, and really compete for playing time. How much does this affect them? I think it does affect them, um, you know, and it's case by case. You know, some guys are good enough they're going to play regardless. But I think part of I mean, certainly there's a, a learning that goes on. There's experience. There's a chance to play in an 8A game. There's a chance to get out there and scrimmage, and that'll be postponed. I can't imagine they'll play with, play with none of it. You know, they've got to have some preparation. Um, also, you know, the big thing about the early entrance is that they go through spring conditioning. Yeah. 
you know, they, they get themselves in shape to play rather than high school, looking like high school seniors, they look like college freshmen, which is a big difference. So that would affect a lot of people. Again, it's an individual basis. I'm not going to say one guy, you know, whether it's Bryce Young or, or who it might be, wouldn't be good enough to run out there and play. Um, there are going to be some. But it would, it would have an effect. I mean, everything's going to be affected. Let's, let's, it's not going to be we're going to wake up on Saturday before Labor Day and everything's going to be the way it's always been. That's just not the case. It might have been different beforehand. It might be different afterwards. It's not going to be the same. It's just going to be a different year. That's why I like the idea of experimenting in some ways with the schedule. Uh, again, if, if that means pushing it back all the way into October, I'm not opposed to that. If, if it works academically, um, you know, that's what Matt Brown, I'm sure that's part of what Matt Brown was talking about, the at-risk academic kids. Uh, but I, I think they're going to try and find a way to play if there's any way possible, unless we're still trying to flatten the curve in in <laughs> June, July. Yeah. Um, I think they'll try and find a way to play. But but you you also have the issue, it's not just the football team and the football game and the liability of putting 85,000 people in the stadium. Um, it's going to depend on what the colleges do, too. Yeah, it, it, There's a lot across the country already that have just gotten rid of summer classes, and they are moving to online only for the entire summer. Right, so it, right. That is uh, that's a little bit troubling because if it's online only, then they're not expecting any kids to be able to come back and go through the summer conditioning and all that, and and that's a little bit of a problem. Um, I, you know, I, and then go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They're going to be in training. You have to be, you know, there has to be residents in place. You know, you have to be on the campus. You can't come, you know, every weekend from from. North Carolina, if that's where you have to live, if that's Palooza, to work out and go back, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. A million things that have to be worked out. Which, again, is why I say there are some things that you can do in 2020. See if you like them. If you like them, incorporate them and going forward in the future. If you don't, at least you have knowledge to have a talking point about, for instance, going to an 18 playoff. Um, that would be one thing, particularly if you condense a, a couple of weeks out of the regular season. So, yeah, and um, if, if see, you get rid of the whether people like, or, you know, we talk about all it all the time, every year. And I'm sure y'all do on this show. I'm oh, sure yeah. Do. You know, people <laughs> talk about why don't we have an eight game playoff? Why can't the group of five? Why don't we just have conference champions? Try something different for one year. I understand yeah. there's a contract in place, but hey, Everybody's going to have to be flexible on this, or we're not going to have a season. That's that's the bottom line. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, going back to the question I was talking about about the first year, uh, first year people, um, it, you've you've noticed this. You write some uh, some prep stuff for Tuscaloosa News. Uh, mm-hmm. The changes in high school uh, prep football. It, how does that prep these guys better nowadays? It, I, this is just a general question. How much different is it for some of these programs where they are able to prep guys better for college than than we used to see in the past? You know, it used to take guys at least a year being in the program to really get acclimated. 
And now some of these high school programs run like college programs. They are, you know, if they have the resources to do it, um, whether from their whether from their com- community or from their boosters, and you know, the expenditures aren't the same at every school in Tennessee. Certainly not the same at every school in Alabama. So yeah, it, it, if you played at at Thompson or at Hoover, or certainly at IMG Academy, um, you're probably a little bit ahead of somebody that played at Pickens County. Alabama's got a signing from Pickens County this year, or or you know, some small school in the East Tennessee Hills, you know, he's got an advantage. But again, those are those are kind of case by case basis. Kids can redshirt. You know, it's not a big rush to get them in if they're not ready. So I, I don't know that that's going to be a huge deterrent for anybody. Um, certainly, at the the very highest level. Not to say that um, playoff teams don't have freshmen who play. They certainly do. But they don't. They they tend not to rely on them so heavily. Um, again, if you have a unique case like a Trevor Lawrence, then you know he's a unique case. But I don't think, in terms of NCAA legislation or conference commissioners, I'm not sure that's going to be their front burner issue. No, I think you're you're probably right. Uh, now we're not going to keep you for too much longer. I do have one more question sure. that that Chris and I yeah. both would like to hear from you. Uh, we are obviously we do this daily. It's a small scale, not exactly the biggest thing in the world, but uh, sports is your job. That is what you right. do. Uh, obviously, yeah. you know you had a teleconference with uh, basketball coach Nate Oates yesterday. There's uh-huh. always developments regarding the athletic schedule and this virus and everything else. Uh, what has changed with your day to day? Like how how difficult is it to do your job right now? It's actually, it's not, I mean, in terms of having stuff to do, there's plenty to do right now. And people are very interested in finding out about it. It's different. You know, normally last weekend, Alabama would either have been in the NIT or they would have been out of it. I would have been at a regional somewhere um, at, at one of the regionals. Um, so so that part of it, and I won't be going to a baseball game, a softball game. Um, spring football, which I would certainly be doing right now um, for a while. So actually, I guess I'd still be on spring break this week, but I'd be about to do a lot of spring football. <laughs> um, so in terms of what there is to cover, um, it's certainly different. It's not the day-to-day routine that we're used to, but I think this is true for news reporters, entertainment reporters, food critics, sports writers, everybody. There's there's a million questions to be asked, and our job, you're correct, my job is to cover sports, is to answer those questions. And so I'm on the phone a lot, um, communicate with as many people as I can about what the answers to those questions might be. Now, a lot of times right now, and I understand this, the answer is I don't know from the people that you talk to. <laughs> but your but, job is to but, relay the I don't know. Well, it is, and, and also you can have conversations that are, you know, that that aren't immediately that well, and that don't immediately go into print, but give you an idea of of which way the the current is carrying things. So, um, I I don't know that I'll ever have uh, another day like the Thursday up at up in Nashville when Alabama's literally sitting in the locker room in uniform when the game gets canceled, and Greg Sankey's literally 
standing there doing a, a TV live shot when he finds out that they canceled the College World Series and the Women's College World Series and spring championships and basketball tournament and and you know that was a that was a crazy day. I had never had one exactly like that. Uh, but now uh, we have plenty to do, and and so the job has changed in terms of you know I'm not going to go out to the the baseball game or the football practice on Friday, but um, I'll, I'll have to work. And I'll certainly have people to talk to. Hey, you got that right. All right, let me let you get out of here. He is Cecil Hurt. You can find him on Twitter at Cecil Hurt. You can read him over at Tidesports.com. Cecil, we cannot thank you enough for jumping in. Uh, we sure. we got to do it more often. <laughs> Anytime. All right, buddy, Anytime, we appreciate I'll be you. glad to have games to talk about someday. Oh, know, yeah. Later. Someday. <laughs> Well, we're we're gonna be looking for plenty to talk about over the summer, so we'll uh we'll get you in. We'll talk about something. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, be good, buddy. I'll talk All to right. you soon. Huh? All right, Chris, what do you think, man? I don't know. See, I'm I'm terrified. If we don't have football, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I mean, you know, we'll just have to figure it out. But I, I mean, would we be betting on like esports? You think we might have NCAA 14 streams playing somewhere like on YouTube or something? We we might get... I, I will not be. <laughs> I will not be. Uh, I, what what do you not, think? I mean, I'm not so hard. Up. Like, I miss sports right now. It's weird. It's different. But I guess we hit football so hard and we do so much getting ready for the season that... I mean, after January, the end of February, middle of February, the Super Bowl's over with, I I kind of defrag and want to go a month or two without it anyway. And we always ramp back up. I especially, you follow college basketball a whole lot more. Yeah. I watch, I watch the NBA, but I don't, I don't care. Like the outcome doesn't affect me. I watch it because it's on and I enjoy it, but I don't, I'm not following it. And then I'm ramping up getting ready for March and our March Madness stuff. This is actually a little bit of a break. Yeah, me. this I will admit it's been kind of nice. Emotionally, I'm doing more. I'm, I'm actually doing online classes for things that I just find interesting. And, and I, I, you know, I'm to, today, no one wants to hear this. No one cares. This morning, I woke up after I got my job started, uh, got back to the house, probably noonish, one o'clock. And, and I was like, I want a grilled cheese sandwich. We have bread. I'm not going to the store and fighting people for bread. But you know what we got? We got stuff to make bread. Yeah, you got, got flour. Yeast, we got flour. Yeah. yeah, we got salt. I know how to make Italian bread. My grandfather taught me. And so I made some bread. <laughs> like, that's, awesome. like, that's what I did. Our house yeah. smells wonderful. And it's just like, awesome. Sweet. Now I don't know how to make a little, so I have a lot, and so I'm gonna run <laughs> some some by my mom, and I'm gonna run some by my aunt's place, and I'm gonna drop it off at their doorstep, and you know, and head back. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> but like I, you know, I, I just I'm finding stuff that I would never do in my life, that or not in my life, but just just normally would never take the time to do that I'm doing, and it's it, I mean it's there's my stress level is low financially i'm anxious 
I'm not worried, but I'm not not stressed at all. But if you took finances away, if I didn't have to worry about money at all in income, my my stress level is lower than it has been in a long time. Is it kind of crazy how much sports like leads into that stress stuff? Well, no, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. My anxiety for it's almost where I don't enjoy it so much. This past year, I one time in my life for an entire season did I enjoy a season, and it was 2007 New England Patriots when they went 18 and 0. And I just knew every time I turned the TV on on Sundays, they were they weren't just going to win; they were going to kick somebody's ass. Yeah, like I. I believed that by week three. I just, I knew it. And it was the easiest year I ever had of watching a season. This year, I'm so glad. Listen, might be the last college championship we ever have in any sport ever. And my team not just won it, but won it in historical fashion. I'm good with that. Take her down, hit something hard. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, if if we don't have football, it it will it will take a little time for me to. I don't understand. Really I will adjust. tell you this: I don't understand how these universities have leveraged all of their eggs in the money that football brings in. Shame on them! And it's that's not, a good point. Listen, college tuition has gone up so much in just the 15 years since you and I graduated and went to college, okay? Why they don't have enough money to to operate just based off of tuition is beyond me knowing that tuition is artificially inflated. Well, I don't know. Like, I I think it's enough. Disgustingly too high. I think the tuition is enough to run the schools themselves. I think the issue is all of the other sports in the buildings and the, the construction and all that get to play. If they don't have money, we title nine just has to take a timeout yeah. and say, if you can't fund your own sport, then you don't get to compete. And the problem is, is this school can't Stanford swim probably could generate enough money to put their swim team together. Who are you swimming against? Yeah. Because if everybody else can't generate the money, then, then, then you we don't got a have problem. anybody you're competing against. We got a problem. Yeah. So you need an entire conference to be able to 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 do this, and uh, and and this is one of those things where Title IX needs to take like a two year hiatus. If football can get going in a year or two, if we have to miss a year, then 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 all sports have to miss a year, and then it's just one of those things where let football run, let's make some money, let boosters recoup some money that they've lost so they can start donating again. And, uh, and yeah. And then fire them back up. I will tell you, this is, this is where, when I see waterfalls in locker rooms and putt putt golf courses, and then just all of the insaneness, listen, my school's no different than anybody else. LSU just built this insane state of the art locker room all for recruiting purposes. It's because you have to, somebody did it first and now you have to compete. I know that, but I think that's ridiculous. And I agree right now. It'd be really nice to have, several hundred million dollars in the bank as a university. Well, the problem though, of course, for anybody that's listening that doesn't understand this, these are tax-exempt things. Like these organizations, because of the NCAA, because of their tax-exempt status, they have to spend every dollar that they get every year. There is no fund. There is no... Otherwise, they take it away. 
Like it's I know. <laughs> you know, which I get it. Which I is insane, it. right? Like it's the way that this whole thing is structured is really weird. There is no stockpile because they're not allowed to have a stockpile. You can't profit off of this. And it's ridiculous. Like well putting it putting it in a trust is is better than where you're not profiting it, but it just sits in this emergency fund yeah. trust. Is better than just pissing it away on a waterfall for our locker room or a new barber shop because we don't want our athletes to go into town to get a haircut. Yeah, pretty much. Just pay, just pay the local barber down the street and let them have free haircuts. But now you're supporting a small business. No, yeah. no, no, no. We got to have our own. We got to put this bubble around us and nobody can touch our students. They can't ever walk outside this bubble. And we can we talk to the barber, to good and we might hire the barber to come in and be the guy here. That guy's got a shop. But he's got he his own work. shop. Now so he's got, Now he's got to work two jobs. Now he's got to come But no, what I'm saying is he gets rid of his job, and then he works for the school. But then when you're at the school, you nah, don't man, control. He hung up a shingle for a reason. But that's what I'm saying. I, I understand. I know exactly where you're coming from. I just so. And all of these colleges are in small towns that could benefit if we just did things differently instead of pissing money away on pretty shiny that's it yeah it's useless it's not functional at all now any of the functional stuff i get you want to spend a billion dollars on medical facilities and training facilities and 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 hyperbaric chambers and cold tanks and water hot tanks and all this other stuff yeah we get all all that any of that you just piss all the money away you want on it do all the science and research you could possibly do anything going forward with all of the training and, and medical and health supplies, man, let's build hospitals for these kids. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But shiny and pretty and, hey, come play here because look how cool your locker's going to be is just a level of nausea that, that drives me insane. And I don't, but, but that's because I've always been a practical guy. I've always been oh. form and function first. I, I, I really don't care what things look like. How does it work? Does it work really well? Great. Let's do that. <laughs> let's let's definitely do that. I, yeah, I would be a really bad designer for things. When Elon Musk came out with his electric truck, everybody was like, how disgusting. I was like, dude, I'm buying that thing. I don't care how it looks. That meets every need I have being a small business guy who puts 150 to 200 miles a day on my vehicle. It's yeah. light duty. It can pull everything I need it to pull. I don't care that it looks goofy. I don't care. I'll get laughed at by everybody. Man, I drive a little Honda pickup truck, and I get laughed at by every big truck nuts guy out there in the construction industry right now. You know what? I'm getting 24 miles a gallon. Yep, and it does exactly what you needed to do. Yeah. And and I pay twenty thousand dollars less for my truck than they did. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. I just I'm all about form, function, and practicality. I don't care how things look, and I think. And that's a me thing. Everybody doesn't have to have my values. I, I don't think I it's just it. you, though. There, There's a, a segment of this population that understands exactly what you were talking about. And I'm the same way, right? I'm incredibly frugal, as you know, with our business and whatnot. Like, <laughs> incredibly frugal. <laughs> like, making sure that we've always got what we need. And we don't necessarily go overboard. We just we try things here and there. But for the most part, we get what we need. And we continue on, like, and that's the way it goes. And I wish that, you know, college football was the same way. I, I wish that. Yeah. And don't that's get it. me wrong. Listen, I'm not saying use all that money and fix up these school libraries. Okay, no, that's somebody else's job to use their money for that stuff. Yeah, that, 
that's different. I get it. You wanted to go to football. You wanted to go to this. My situation would be, I, you know, I know we can't. I know the NCAA will never allow it. Let's pass out these kids that are broke. I yes. mean, I've always been wanting to find a way to pay the kids because these kids came from nothing. Their mom and dad are still at home with nothing. Their brothers are with nothing. I know that. I know some of them. Yeah. I knew them back when I was in school and then in college and whatever. I helped take care of some of these guys by just not, not, I didn't do anything. I, I drove a, a, a car around and picked them up and drove them from place to place. Yeah, because they didn't have a vehicle. They didn't have a ride. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just, I was just, somebody gave me gas money and said, hey, run these guys around. I didn't use my gas money. Yeah. I, I just had time on my hand. Um, so, you know, they, there were times when I drove up to their house to drop them off. They didn't have power. And yeah. then we showed up one day and power was on and like, it looked like Christmas morning to them. And I was just like, holy crap. I don't know what that's like. I grew up broke. I grew up poor. I grew up that poor. Yeah. I don't know what it's like. We can't send those guys some money because Mark Emmert thinks it's, you know, whatever, unethical. Yeah. Screw him. Well, I don't think it's necessarily Mark Emmert, but just this organization and the way that it was set up from the beginning and the well, unwillingness. The head of the organization. Well, what so. I'm saying is the unwillingness to change. Once again, if you're going to be the face of it, you get to catch all the shit that people sling at you. That is true. Because you have the power to make change. And we all know that he makes a uh, a pretty penny uh, from being the and face okay of it. I'm okay with him making a good living. Yeah, because he okay gets blamed for everything. On the backs of people that make and have nothing. When yeah. they have value, that's the difference. These kids have so much value to the schools. Yeah. Unless the schools don't have football, like we just talked about. Yeah. Well, if so, we ever get back to a normal day and time, we'll have football. I think football is going to be the first thing that we get back. I oh, I agree. That. I agree. Well, I mean, obviously, we've got UFC coming up. I, you know, we talked yesterday on the show. UFC 249 is going to happen. When, when schools but, start back up and we get normal life again, yes, it'll be the first thing that, that we – and it might not be a game, obviously, but like – It'll be practice. Like, practice could, will be the first thing that fires back up. Days, you could watch two days, and we get tons of entertainment from it. Oh, 100%. At least for the schools that will uh, that will allow you to watch, right? But but you, there's enough schools that will allow you. I don't need all of them. No. We got 130. Give me four, and cameras at four of That's, them, and I gotta we've tell got you, enough content to last a week. I would watch Duke two days right now. Yeah. Oh, Cutcliffe? Absolutely. All that guy's day. running drills, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it all day long. So... Oh my God! All right, we're forty minutes deep, so let me go on and get us out of here. We'll uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, this has been I've, I've enjoyed having Chris on every day. It is hard to do a, a fifteen minute show by yourself. It ain't nothing to do a forty minute show. So this is nice. It's uh, it, with my schedule being the way that it is. This has been this has been really really nice. I'm enjoying the work from home thing. It's uh, I gave some adventures yesterday. Uh, nothing too crazy today. Obviously, we're we're still getting acclimated to it, but. Uh, we're going to get there. We're going to get through this. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, everybody keep an eye out on my Twitter, at GaryWCE. Uh, I jumped on with Teddy Covers and the Sportsbook Review Bunch. Uh, I'll tweet that video out whenever whenever they post it. But we were talking Major League Baseball and how, whether or not we'll get 162 games in and whether or not the Astros are getting off the hook and whatnot. And I said no. And you'll, you'll get to watch the whole video. So, go and check it out. Um WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you want, whether it's YouTube or, I mean, all of our stuff will be up at the website, you know, of course. Uh, but YouTube, our podcasts, Facebook, uh, Periscope, etc. Check all of them out. Make sure you're subscribed. And go check out TunicaTravel.com. 
they will have all the information there for when everything is opening back up and when everything is ready to roll. Uh, Chris, anything else we need to hit, buddy? That's it, man. I think you're right. All right, we will see you all again next time. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.